Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Hardcore Listing with Chris and the handsome handsome and intelligent devil that is Stuart Whiffin. I'm Chris. Stu just played me to say that. We are here for part two of our chat with the dope rambling lads Chris and Reese doing their top five movies of all time. I'm not going to delay. You've had me waffling on for the intro of part one. Let's get straight into part two with the lads. Enjoy. It's a drunken soiree in the Whiffin. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Okay, well, look, Chris, you three. can start the next one for your three. Number three, uh, and this is one we're doing actually for the Jim Carrey season. Mm-hmm. So, Eternal Sunshine, that's what's mine. Oh, that's a great. I've film. told you it's got a massive theme on my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, again, watched it after a breakup, and you think to yourself, if Laguna Seca was real, mm-hmm. would you do it? Mm. Would you do it? Yeah. You would? She's lovely. Yeah. Laguna Seca. Would you? Yeah. Never seen it. So I've just. Have you never it. seen it? You've not, never seen it. No, no. It. It's not, like when I saw this, when you saw your list come through, I'm like, for fuck's sake, because so many people have said, because you'd really like Eternal so the, Sunshine. The, I watched it when it came out of cinema. Yeah. I've not watched it since. And it's it, and it blew me away when I saw Such it. Such a good so film. We're recording did it. This, come, this might have been one of his first films after Man on the Moon. No. No, I don't no, think no, so. No. This, this is, is 2004. This is just after number 23. Yeah. No, right. number 23 was a bit later. I think. Is it? A bit yeah. later. No. I think only, number 23 is 2007, later, okay. yeah. 2006, maybe. I just remember that this is the first time it's like, oh, Man Jim Carrey is not a comedic role. Yeah. Man on the Moon, again, almost made my thing. Man on the Moon, great film. Fucking incredible. Yeah. He's great his performance. Far you reckon? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Why don't I know about that? Mm. It's sunshine for me. Courtney Love's second greatest performance. I'm not a Courtney Love fan. Oh, mate, you need to watch People vs. Larry Flint, man. Oh, she's Blow your that. fucking mind. Yeah. Is that because she gets her boobs out, those two? No, I know no. Only slightly. No, sometimes no. he goes, he, he's, yeah. he's rating stuff the nudie flex. for a bit of a bit of flesh. No, no one wants to see Courtney Love's boobs, mate. Mm. No, no. Not Everyone's already seen them, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's um, an incredible no film. No one wants to see them again. So yeah, it is a really good film. I'll recap Eternal Sunshine because you've never, you've, I can't believe you've never seen Honestly, it. Honestly, like, it's, it's one of those ones where I know it's, it's great. one of those ones that's been told and told and told. Well, I'm also kind of <laughs> has kind of scared to watch, to watch. It's because I kind of understand it's a little bit yeah, melancholic. So it's basically this company Laguna Seca can go into your mind while you're sleeping, or they put you under a sensitive. And basically they go into your brain and erase memories and thoughts and feelings of a loved one you've recently right. split with or anyone you don't want any part of your life. Just I'll just say, concept. just quickly, surprise oh. Elijah Wood in the movie as well. Yeah, yeah, Elijah Wood's in it, Mark Ruffalo's in it, Kirsten right, Dunst wow. is in it. It's nice. a great cast. Um, mm. Ruffalo's fucking cool. Kate Winslet's in it. Yeah. Like, And so this guy basically breaks up with his girlfriend. <laughs> But there's a massive twist. Obviously, I won't spoil it. But there's yeah. a massive twist all the way. Obviously, they threw it. The concept of it's lovely. I really do. I love that they used visual effects rather than special effects as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, practical I think, effects. Isn't I it? think yeah, seventy to eighty percent of the film was practical effects. Right. So all the scene where he's running through the streets and it's all falling apart. They didn't use special effects for any of that. Winslet's amazing. That Winslet's incredible. Mm, yeah. I mean, she's great anyway. Um, she was in a Woody Allen film the other week I watched actually with Justin Timberlake in it, which is fucking incredible. Oh. Um, 
but yeah, really good to see him by Charlie Kaufman. Woody Allen's still making films? Of course he is, one every year. Really? Has done since 1960s. People still watch his films? Yeah, I do. Chris <laughs> loves it. He's my favourite director of all time. <laughs> Have you seen the... She Was 21. <laughs> that's, that's literally my <laughs> slogan. <laughs> his new film. Yeah, that's my slogan anytime anyone mentions Woody Allen. She Have Was you 21. Seen, have you seen the testimony from... Um, who was it? I read it. And this is all. This is, is it from be, one of the pharaohs. Uh, mate, I can't. Oh, this is going to be huge guesswork now. <laughs> Basically, someone oh, gave a no. testimony in support of Woody Allen, okay. saying how crazy the fucking that household Alec, yeah. was. Oh yeah, the, the like, pharaoh household was mental. Yeah, yeah, like and like how Woody was a, a, actually a beacon of light. In yeah, that so basically, she's held back. They've held back for years, and it's been brutal to watch. Even their own sisters and brothers get twisted so against. So what Woody. happened was right. Obviously, we in a nutshell, in one minute, <laughs> right, in one minute, uh, Woody Allen married Mia Farrow. Yeah. Mia Farrow and uh, I can't remember his name now. I think it's Jason Previn or Justin Previn. Basically, they adopted a daughter, Sue Yin, from Korea. Sue Yin Previn moved to America. Mm. Woody Allen then got with Mia Farrow uh, when Sue Yin Previn was twenty-one. There was pictures that were found of her explicitly in mm-hmm. his underwear drawer. They were having a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, she was twenty-one. Let's put that <laughs> out there. There was, there was, but but he'd been in her life since she was fourteen. Yeah. So there was obviously allegations of it's been happening for years. Well, this is what I mentioned before: is that the the only reason why it's okay is because they're still together. Yeah. If they would, yeah, they're still up, together now. If, if they were split up, it would have been later. a major deal. But they're still together now. But then after that, Mia Farrow's son and daughter Penn and I can't remember the good daughter's name. Um, came out and said, oh, he's been diddling me as well. But that was never proven. There was no images, all that kind mm-hmm. of normal stuff, because back then there was no internet, there was no mm-hmm. emails or whatever. Um, but then I think 15 or 20 years later, they did a second trial, and they said the exact same thing in the exact same cadence, almost like a script, um, to what mm-hmm. they thought would he done to him. Um, so I think he was innocent. Mm. Fair now, there now. Yeah, hate mm. me. Or not. I saw. I saw a testimony that's like yeah. this. Testimony was like about half hour to read from one of the other people yeah. in the household it's me- about yeah. why it's not credible, and um, yeah, it's only quite plausible. But I mean, obviously, that was that's the only time I've spent on it. So I'm yeah. not going to um, give a ruling now. But, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I went. Yeah, I, I love Woody Allen. I went to watch him play jazz in Hamburg once. I was in Berlin. I tra- uh, Belgium. I travelled over and watched him. And there was loads of fucking protests outside. Really? Unbelievable. Like, even, like, in the concert as well, there was people fucking protesting it. They buy a ticket to protest? Yeah. Yeah, you had protests going on inside the concert. (laughs) It it was insane, honestly. I think it must have stopped, like, five times um, for people protesting and kicking them out and stuff. Wow. It's fucking stupid. Um, Yeah. Sure. Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, Kate Winslet's amazing in it. As um, I can't remember her name now. I can't remember her name. Um, Clementine. That's oh, her name. Clementine. So yeah, it's by uh, it's by Charlie Kaufman, who did Being John Malkovich. Um, ah. and a da- adaptation which is did, fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. Did anyone watch Malkovich as Poirot at Christmas? No. no. That was strange. The last I saw of Malkovich, he was in a film called Supercon. Mm, which that is sound so really bad. bad. <laughs> Sounds like it's about film. a Comic Con where they basically getting shortchanged and they try and rob him. Has anyone seen Lost? So yeah, it's, it's got Maggie Obviously. Grace okay. yeah, right. from Lost in it. She's in it. And, Classic. Uh, Kate, isn't it? No, oh. um, she plays Shannon. Uh, um, but it's got yeah, she's in it. It's fucking garbage. It's yeah. really bad. <laughs> I haven't seen the last of Malcolm in anything. And yeah, my missus right. loves a bit of that. I know he was in he was in Bird's Nest. Oh right, he was yeah. in he was in Bird's Nest actually. Pops up. Yeah, I think that's the last film last film he's done. But as Poirot, I couldn't imagine him. It's quite strange. Yeah, it's quite strange. He's very American, mm. like Southern American as well. Yeah. I think. Reese Bally's three. Number three, uh, Scanner Darkly. <sighs> Seen it? Nice. Yeah. That's yeah, animated, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's a uh, it's a uh, rotoscaped, as I yeah, said. So basically, yeah. every every frame is drawn. And then they just add on top of it. So it is animated, it is live action, but also drawn at the same time. Mm. Who's that made by? Uh, I'll look it up now. Uh, uh, he didn't it? do his research. I didn't do all of it. Um, I'm here, ready. Is someone real famous though? Yeah. I've never seen Scanner Darkly. Great film. Um, it's one of those films uh, where... Richard Linklear. Of course Linklear. he's in later. And yeah. he done... 
fuck's sake, he's done a fucking ton of uh, shizzle. So, he has done um, Boyhood. Yes. As well. Waking Life. Fucking Waking Life. Yeah. I, do you know what? I never realised he'd done Waking Life. What else has he done, Chris? Oh, hold on. He did a fucking massive a, film. Let me get a big old... Yeah. Let me get a big old... Oh, hasn't he done one of your favourites? Um, the um, rock and roll one, Almost Famous. Didn't he do no, that's famous? a true story of Cameron Crowe, isn't it? Yeah. That's mm. Cameron Crowe. I think it's oh, one right. of your favourite films, Chris. Hmm. Let me have a little look here. Anyway, explain why you love it. Uh, well, I... Days it's, and Confused, yeah. of course. It's, yeah. uh... Course funny enough, they filmed Days Confused. Uh, there's going to be a Days Confused 2. I don't know if it's come out yet or not. I don't know if I want to say that. Uh, it was filmed on my ever. university campus because obviously it's based in Texas, so they filmed it all on my own. Oh, shit. Um, but I, I loved it because uh, it's one of those movies, uh, I talked to Chris about it, and it's one of those movies that people are like, I've always wanted to see it, but they've never seen it. Mm. So I broke down one day and I found it online, watched it, and I was just blown away because obviously Keanu after The Matrix, so he's always a huge star. And then the whole thing, I actually had to buy the book and read the book because, unfortunately, the movie doesn't really give the book justice in the end. But the whole style and artwork and uh, surprise Robert Downey Jr. in it. Um, if you, in case oh, you haven't seen it. he's great in it. Yeah, yeah he, he, he is good. And yeah, he's just so completely what, paranoid. Woody Harrelson in it as well. Oh my God, I Woody Harrelson yeah, is in it. Is, yeah. yeah. Mm. So like two people that can play really good druggies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, basically, like that's yeah. pretty much all Woody Harrelson's role for yeah. the last like 20 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and then and at that point, Danny Jr. wouldn't have had to try that hard, right? No, yeah, exactly. Was, no, he was, yeah. he was yeah. just already there. Because he done ki- had he done Kiss Kiss Bang Bang by that point, or was it just did this he do was two thousand six? Let me have a look. Because that was at the point where we wine? started coming back on some the what? scene. Some wine. Yes, yeah, sorry, don't Excuse me. I'm, uh, I'm all finished. Like, all out. Let me have, have a little look and see. But uh, like I said, I think um, all in all, ooh, look at this. It's a raffle wine. Raffle wine. I will say that um, as far as a movie as I literally watched it about a year and a half ago for the yeah. first time ever, and I rewatched it three times since then. Mm-hmm. It is a massive um, oh, mess with your head, and um, I kind of like. Um, have, you, have you watched uh, that new one, uh, Altered Carbon? Yeah. That that came out just recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked how um, it kind of had a similar sort of. Uh, not premise, but the idea that, um, like in the thing, there's it's basically drug drugs are the biggest problem of the era. Yeah. So they have cops and informants, and they don't want to know who's who. So yeah. you're wearing a mask. Yeah. And I was gonna totally, say it's my favorite mechanic. Yeah. And it totally messes yeah. up. It could be anybody, any yeah. person, any time. And then, um, because he's taking this drug that like basically makes you go crazy. Yeah. Like he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. He can't disassociate what he is like his undercover personality and his actual life anymore yeah and becomes in one and at the end it does have a happy ending almost like you don't really get that if you watch the movie you don't really know what's going on but if you read the book um turns out that the company that's making all this stuff is like the biggest company in the world and they're secretly supplying the world with these drugs and he's the one who brings it down although he doesn't know he brings it down because he's so like out of his yeah. head at the end of it it's a good movie it if you good. haven't watched it, it's totally worth it. It is a head fuck. It's, there's really good acting performance in it. Like you say, Downey Jr. is really good at injection of energy in it. And like you say, that mechanic of when he's wearing that mask, when he's going to see the agents and it's confusing his personality and all there's all different images come across it, it's, it is good. It's but a, it is like, it's so, it's difficult it's to a hard. It's a hard watch. I wouldn't it recommend really smoking hard, and yeah. watching see, it. See, I really it'll like just a simple film. Yeah. An A to B, this is what happens. <laughs> you go here, this is Like it. I said, the only reason I got it because I bought the book and I had to read it. Yeah. That's the only reason I mm. actually fi- figured it out. Because like, I, I thought the ending was, like, if you watch the movie... The ending's kind of lackluster, but right. if you read the book and you know what actually happens. It's the conclusion. same with Jurassic Park, yeah. though. Yeah, Jurassic Park books are much yeah, better than the really films. Yeah, it's really good. The book. It's fucking and and the I only think reason I watched the first t- I read the first two. I read. Do you know why yeah, they Jurassic the only Park reason they made he wrote the second book was because the first film was so successful. I've actually. Right. Uh, That's have, the only reason. Have they made. you read the beach? No. Read the beach. Is it good? good? All right, we'll have to do that for this. Yeah. yeah. Beach was a huge bestseller for years before that yeah. film. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's all about it, the. Wasn't it the same guy who wrote Train Spotting? Or am I, is that no. I'm making a mental. Um, 
But yeah, we were talking uh, about the book because like the book goes really into depth about how he loves video games. Yeah, the, the movie war, really doesn't, and all that. But the movie skips over everything. I just want to yeah. say, throw it out There's there. One I've scene. totally been to where Jurassic Park was filmed. You like said. I've seen the the poles. The poles are still there. Yeah. You can drive through it, but there's nothing else. Yeah. There. But there's one light. scene in the beach which referenced like his love of video games, and then that's it. I was yeah. really fucking. Yeah, annoyed. Well, it's like he's he's running through the forest, isn't yeah. he? Off his fucking on his yeah. jolly. Um, but yeah, we've heard about the book. The book like, sounds really good. Sounds yeah. really amazing. So, um, uh, right. Well, so who wins this one? Who's who's Battle number of number three? Alex Garland wrote the beach. He also wrote Ex Machina, which is amazing. And he oh, hates oh, that. So, so no. and Annihilation. No. And Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, and Sunshine. So Fucking hell. Reese Reese hates Ex Machina. Dread. He wrote Dread. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I, I just can't get into it in the end. Yeah. That's okay, you're allowed to not like it. You're allowed everything. to be wrong. Yeah, Simon says. <laughs> for track, uh, for, for um, film, number three. film three, Chris, you get my vote. Eternal Sunshine. Oh. Um, although I've not seen Eternal, I've only seen Scanner, so I can't really, I can't judge, judge it, can I? It's a draw. Can't judge oh, it. No, well, you're, 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 no it's just on your vote. It's just your vote. Oh, All right. Oh, oh, Reece, you're fucked, man. <laughs> Reese, so step up, man. Two, you one, you, you right. can put forward your two case one. for number two before Chris then. Oh, All right, number two... Um, Fear and Loathing, Las Vegas. Yeah, solid. I'm gonna lose um, this one here. I'm just yeah, saying that. No, no, no. It's, it's such a great movie. Uh, it really like I. I think my list for me, anyways, is just trying to capture what I really loved, like growing up and what it's kind of like. Not shaped me, but this movie definitely has. Like it, it was came. I watched it at a time where um, I'd had done LSD, and I was so amazed about how. You know, they really nail on the head. And um, I yeah. j- recently just started reading um, Hunter S. Thompson's Hell's Angels. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm just going through that book. And, like, his writing style and just how he puts himself to the story. And, like, the movie and just ugh, just everything. It just really... Like, the 60s is something I wish I could live through. Yeah. Because it seems such a wild time. We've no, spoken about yeah, this, haven't 100%. we? Yeah. yeah. So we've yeah. spoken about, like... Because we were both born in 92. Sorry yeah, to make yeah. you guys feel a bit oh old. We were 92. And we were talking about like... literally smashing girls left, right, <laughs> and center. <laughs> Not anymore. I mean, that's a lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> Plowing through him. Yeah. I was DJing. Yeah. yeah. Like, Nirvana. You were, you were in your 30s, weren't you? Oh, I was playing Nirvana records. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were talking like what generation we think we would, one, most be suited to and two, love to live through. So I think mine was like, I think I said the 80s. I think yeah. that would be my... I think that where my mindset is, I think that would absolutely mm. be ideal. I think well, like both my parents lived through that generation, and my dad, uh, uh, born in 1952, um, he actually didn't go to Woodstock because he decided to go to another festival. Although he's living on the East Coast at the time, and so he drove around Woodstock, and he was like even Devastated. just like outside of the general vicinity of it, it was you know nice. mad. My dad's a type of guy who's like uh, he lived in a commune for a while. And so, just like their life, when they tell me stories, it's like, and uh, I get you up, kids. Like you, you tell half truths. Like you tell them, <laughs> you tell them basic stuff what happened, but you don't give them all the details. <laughs> and I know for a fact my parents have done a fuck ton of drugs, <laughs> but they're not saying like, oh, by the <laughs> way, by last the way, week they were doing dreams. acid last weekend. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I know for a fact because like watching these movies and then hearing stories and like, so wait, you were out in the woods. Just drinking beer for three 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 I days mean, straight. Yeah. Like no soda fucking water, way. Yeah. <laughs> drinking just soda yeah, water. Exactly. Oh, drink it, we're just oh, drinking water. Just drinking tonic. Like, no way you. There was that. a there was a lesser spotted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were bird watching. Yeah, but I think that's it's just the thing is like the, the the whole '60s thing and then yeah. this like I've always wanted to do uh, a fear and loathing like style trip. It's just oh, like dude. you just pack in a bag. Don't even bring any extra clothes and just see where the Vegas strips like lands. Man, in. like so, Fear and Loathing came out when I was, I'd been doing LSD for quite a bit, but it was still a, a phase where I was doing that and quite. I was at uni and I was really getting fucked up a lot, and yeah. so that was literally that and human traffic were literally anthems for us for different drugs. And yeah. um, to think that um, it doesn't encourage you to 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 want to go to Las Vegas with a well, like I said, like, at, the, at the time, like so, this movie came out in '97. I was probably watching it in 2011. Yeah, yeah. For the first time, because <laughs> yeah. um, I never heard it before. I didn't even know what Hunter Thompson was obviously before I started like doing hallucinogens. Yeah. But like afterwards, and then like like kind of delving into it, just like just speaking so much truths, mm. you know, yeah. in the world, and like like I said, I feel a real connection with my parents, although they would never admit it. 
And if they're listening to this podcast, <laughs> like I've done LSD. Just let me know what you've done, <laughs> mother. I know you have as well. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, totally yeah. fair, so, yeah. you know. Uh, only because one of their friends let it out. Like we used to play ping pong all the time. And he was like, oh, this is reminds me of the time we were all tripping acid playing ping pong. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's, a like, thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, it's a weird thing to fucking mention at Thanksgiving. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Have you read the book, Freeman Loving? No, I haven't it, read that it's one. Lit the, it, honestly, it's word for word. Yeah. And like, sometimes people get annoyed by that. I wasn't. And like, I didn't read the book. I've read the book well, second. I'm, re- but... I'm reading Hell's Angels right now mm. and uh, highly recommend to read. Um, not, I don't think it's in the same level as Fear and Loathing, mm. but it really gives you a glimpse of what these guys were doing no, and just and like living in that lifestyle they were yeah. definitely doing it as well man like I know Johnny Depp was saying like well, he's Lewis, Lewis uh, Black isn't he he was like talking about like all the drugs they used to do and it was like in the 70s everyone was just doing it yeah. it's just what, it, what people were Day doing yeah. yeah no one even thought just two things about it so yeah that's mine number two it's great Come Benicio Del Solo by the way is oh. fucking amazing in that. Mm. what a guy Christ- Christina Ricci oh, actually, Toby Maguire it's a banger uh, it's, the it's thing about um, uh, the main guy uh, Johnny Depp as uh, I've heard <sighs> I've, I read a rumor that apparently he doesn't learn his own lines he has enough money that he pays people to read him lines through a microphone no. in his ear that's what I read he pays over a hundred k a year for a team of people that is fucking to absurd. read him his lines, so that way it seems more like on the spot natural. That's one of the weird Johnny Depp facts I have now. He's also a massive piece of shit. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, from that, that those videos you see from Amber, that, yeah, that, Amber Heard, yeah. He, he looked that that. I'm sorry, like I know that sometimes you can set things up to make things look worse than what they are. But, but when I watched that, I was kind of like, "No, nah, that you know you, you 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 you're acting like an a hole." I haven't um, seen that. Yeah, yeah, and weirdly, like if you li- this is linked into Hunter S. Thompson, like Hunter is crazy, crazy, yeah. and Johnny seen... idolizes him. Oh, and when you see these videos, you're like, you're just trying to be. You're a little bit, yeah. I think he's been over. He's ended up art imitating life, what, what life imitating art. He's just smashing up a kitchen, basically. He's just, he? yeah. He's calling her all sorts under the like. Yeah, it's just not a. It was apparently it was a quite a volatile relationship as yeah. well between him and Amber Heard, um, and obviously he leaked all the videos and pictures that when they were together because they broke up and he got a bit fucking pissed up probably because didn't he? Doesn't he spend like fucking thirty grand a month on wine? Yeah, I've heard something, that as well. it's something something silly like Apparently that. Apparently, yeah. he just gets wine shipped out to him or every day, just get every right. day just on the line. And, um, oh, but yeah, these videos just him being a bit loud and a bit larry and a bit pissed up. And have you ever seen the video? Aggy. Uh, Hunter Thompson and Conan O'Brien hanging out for a day. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. It is yeah. beautiful yeah. and amazing, and it's kind of terrifying because although I I would like he's obviously Hunter Thompson's dead. I would love to meet him in real life, but not really because he, you know he's on another level. Wrong. Well, they're fucking shooting guns on his property yeah. in Colorado, and he's just fired an automatic rifle, and he's obviously high on something, and then he goes, ah! as and he thinks something's running by his feet, and then Cohen goes, that guy literally had an automatic rifle in his hand not two seconds ago. That's mental. Fucking yeah. crazy. This yeah. is the guy who like, would just shoot fucking things in his kitchen just for a laugh. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, he... he, he... Depp met him in a club and he was he came into a club with a cattle prod to keep people away from him. Of course you do. <laughs> I mean, like why said, that was the 60s, man. That's what you just did. Yeah, different, different, different time, man. Yeah. Different time. But yeah, it is the shit, man. And I've forgotten how much of a film that was for me back in my early 20s. Well, I think it's the same as me. Like, in my oh early 20s my as well. Like, it, was, it was really just a yeah. uh, like fundamental part. I watched Bible. it probably about, I don't know, a hundred times yeah. between mm. 20 and 23. Yeah, so I seriously. mean, is there any point in me saying we're number two now? Yeah, I'm, I'm I would love to hear it. I'm, 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 clearly, I'm clearly fucked here, I would here, love to I? hear it. Um, so I've got Rushmore. Great film. Oh, fuck it. Still never seen it. Still not seen it. Have you not? Nah. You two are out of the loop. So it's probably Wes Anderson's greatest film. So that's the thing. It's like, uh, of course I love Wes. Wesley. Wes Anderson yeah. is my, as we mentioned about Woody, my, Wes Anderson's probably my second favourite director. I think I've seen every film of his fucking Shit. multiple times. So it's uh, about, um, obviously, yeah. uh, Sorry, Max, Steve. Max Fisher. Hey, Stu, can I have another double, please? Who is basically, he's a bright academic, is at the best school in America. You know, he's top of his, well, he's not top of his grades, he's bottom of his grades most of the time. But he's sort of the after-school king 
So he runs all of the lessons, all of the post classes. I mean, he saved Latin. Um, <laughs> it's Jason Schwartzman's first ever film role as well. Really? Which I think is you've got to first, take first ever Very. film role. Okay, it's kind of which cool. you've got to take into consideration. It was filmed. Mm. Bill Murray's in it. Um, oh, yeah, first ever. Classic. He was. I think he was seventeen when he got the role, and there was four thousand Max Fishers or auditioned across wow. Britain, uh, Canada, and America. Um, so he goes to the school. He's, you know, intelligent, intelligent bloke. And then he sort of falls in love with a teacher who at the school and basically decides, I want to do everything to get this woman in my life, basically. Right. I will do everything in my power to be with her. And then he meets one of the fathers of two of the kids in his class, played by Bill Murray, who is a very successful businessman. And basically he starts funding all of his extravagant after-school projects. So, like building a fish tank with a shark in it. Um, <laughs> and then the Bill Murray's character then meets the teacher and then they love develop a relationship. Yeah. Again, every film has to have a love relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Max Fisher gets jealous, puts on a big sort of song and dance and tries to basically coax her away from that, yeah, yeah. Bill Murray's character. It is, yeah. Like, Bill Murray apparently hated Jason Schwartzman. The first day of shooting, he said, I fucking hate this guy. Why have you cast him? But, I mean, they're still best mates to this day. They're still friends. He didn't didn't become like a pop star, right? Who? Schwartzman. No. He's still massive films. Yeah, he does films all the time. He's he's mainly Wes Anderson. He did a little bit of music, I think. Yeah, he does. He does a lot. But he's basically just all Wes films. Well, I mean, Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III. There we are. Yeah, I guess. That's a fucking hipster reference right there. Yeah, I was going to say, I've not I just, seen that one either. Bash that, that one. That was just after Charlie Sheen was on his massive, like, uh, tiger, tiger blood. blood. Yeah. Oh, no. So oh, then he did, winning. Yeah, he did uh, Inside the Mind of Charles Swan the Third. I'll just Which is fucking, really? yeah, it's fucking mental. I'll just Literally, don't, don't do any drugs while taking that. I tell you yeah, that yeah. now. Okay. I'll throw it out. Uh, I think it's interesting that both their number twos come within a year of each other. 98, yeah. 97. No, it's 96. Mm. So 97, 96. Yeah, Still, this is 96. That's kind of crazy that um, both the number twos yeah. are... But yeah, like... like each other. Uh, what shit. I say? Well, I mean, shoot, what do you remember from Rush? Um, Baby. Okay. Bear, well, Bear Rihanna in the background. Yeah. Who's getting bored? Yeah. Oh, just going to play my playlist. Not because... Um, a, a fun... Are you trying to think of the song that was, came out? Wasn't it... What was the song that came out that was quite California, big? California. California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the OC, isn't yeah. it? Phantom Planet. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman. Is it? Hmm. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, oh, but a really? Fun, no way. A little fun fact he's, about Rushmore. Yeah, he's an air musician. And oh. uh, about West, uh, like Bill Murray in general, because he's a fucking legend. Mm. Obviously. Um, Let me tell you something about Bill Murray, right? Let's hear the story. My mate that lives in America. Yeah. Right. Is uh, he moved out there, and uh, when I spoke about him before, he's. He's one of them guys that whatever he does, he's, he's super, super Fun. lands on his yeah. feet. Goes for a run in, in LA, then plays football with some guys on a beach. Turns out it's Jason Statham, Jesus uh, Christ. Robbie Williams, and Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, sure. LA. Yeah. Um, and then ends up being one of 20 people at Robbie Williams' wedding. And just, Fuck it. Just, like, uh, just life, just, yeah. Always, life anyway, cycle. Oh. apart from Winston, in his time living in America, he's met all the Ghostbusters. Nice. Right. What? No. Um, Wasn't that the guy in that film we were watching? Yeah. Remember we were watching? We were like, that's fucking him from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Right. Don, Don, Don well, even before. Yeah. Sam died. Uh. Or Harold. Harold met Ramis. Um, nice. So let me just show you the picture the other day, where he's just having some lunch with Bill. Uh, in America. As uh, you do. As yeah. he does in America, because that's where he lives. Um, LA, I'm guessing. He's. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, fuck, I just had it now. Bear with me a second. But yeah, I'll try to say the Murray fact. Go for it. So there was a scene in the Rushmore where yeah. basically there was a massive helicopter right. supposed to be sort of up in the air landing and doing all this weird shit. Just throw it out there. Amazing. I used to work five guys, you can fuck yourself. Um, like and basically Wes Anderson found out it would be too much for his budget because he's only just starting out then and he only had a couple of films. So Bill Murray basically just wrote a blank check and was like, Whatever it costs, this film needs this scene. So if it costs three hundred thousand dollars, I will pay you three hundred thousand dollars. Like, this film needs this scene, do it, and charge me. And just give him a check, and there you are. Which is oh, why in the why? film, yeah, all the helicopter scenes and stuff, like, all paid for by Bill Murray. Well, Like, he's an absolute legend. Bill, wow. Well, we, we like watched that whole wow. thing about Bill Murrayism. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. There's, a, there's a really weird, like, fan-made documentary, which I downloaded um, last year. And it's called like the Legend of Bill Murray. So it's like all these fan. I don't look stories. at fan created things, but the the story. Well, they're, they're fan stories. Yeah. Um, about all the times they've met Bill Murray and where they've met him, yeah. and you know the interact like the time he went to Coachella and went behind the bar and started just pouring him tequila shots and wasn't, <laughs> didn't charge anyone and was like just paid for the whole bill at the end of the night. Uh, the time he went into a public urinal and started just going behind people and covering their eyes and going. They'll never believe it. And then <laughs> yeah, just yeah. walking away. Like, these are genuine Bill Murray mm-hmm. stories that in 30, 40, 50 years, when we tell our kids, like, this actor was incredible. Mm. He did Garfield, but he was incredible. <laughs> Except for Garfield. Um, and all these weird stories. He didn't, like, give a shit about his, like, life. He just wanted to live. Um, doesn't have an agent. No. Still just fam- uses fam- his Famously, will yeah. handshake on a contract. Right? yeah. Um, that's why Ghostbusters 3 was an absolute nightmare. yeah um, but like anything any job offers he gets he goes over voicemail um, what's the other Bill Murray there's loads of there's loads of weird little Bill Murray stories which are like and he's in Stripes which is fucking incredible yeah mm. like he's, he's been in some of the greatest films ever made in yeah, sure. I mean I we almost did he did um, Henry Thompson movie as well yeah. uh, where the Buffalo Rums but we almost oh, did um, Groundhog Day for Christmas because yeah, always Christmas film that was, that was like, the choices like, yeah and it's like he's just so yeah, good Scrooge. I think hopefully Bill Murray yeah. will be a part of our oh, man, so our, our, our season 2 Definitely. was either going to be Bill Murray or Jim Carrey mm. depending on how people voted and people mm. voted oh, for okay. Jim Carrey oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like 72% Jim Carrey right. 28 Bill Murray mm. um, so it was close Obviously. It was real close. I mean, close. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we almost did that, and it was yeah. Like either right. way, it Bill Murray really will good. come back. We'll do Bill Murray. Oh, for sure, because yeah. he's been in so many. But yeah. this was like this was basically Rushmore was his second wind in films. Yeah. So he'd done things which were out of this world, mm-hmm. and then he, he went on a bit of a lull. He went on a bit of a lull, and then he did Rushmore, which really put him back into the focus of Bill Murray's actually. Dude, a fucking yeah, I need to really watch. Good he's actor. just he's yeah. just too good in general. Um, but anyway, Reese, you've won number two. Well, I don't I know. Did, because, yeah, well, no, you haven't. You haven't, because, you haven't chosen because yet. Because the, the thing is, the problem is, I've not seen Rushmore. I'm going Rushmore. Are you? Yeah. Oh, oh, so you've had to pick Rushmore over. Mm. Okay. Well, I there you go. Draw. Oh, you, that's not even fair. I, I want to pick. I, I can't. Yeah, I've seen Rushmore, but how oh. can I possibly. 
I, so I, we won one going into this. I already so said. Cool. I already realized it's going in losing this whole fucking battle. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew yeah. it was be it done. Would, Rushmore would have to be seriously I've never good seen for it to be uh, fair and for me. I reckon Rushmore's we go probably better. Uh, yeah, what's yours? 89. 87. There we are. Uh, oh, I think we're going there. Yeah. All right. I think that's fair. Three to one. Three, three, one. three, three, one. One. three, three one. one. But that was a well, close yeah. one. It was nearly two all. So well, I can tell you, this one's going to be the fucking end. This is your one. This is no, this one. is your one for sure, because my one is... Go for it, man. <laughs> um, so, uh, number one for me is uh, the second Ace Ventura film. Uh, of when the, Nature Calls. Uh, when Nature Calls. Uh, yes. Not even the original. So, not the original, because I think it's, like, my reasons are, uh, well, apparently Jim Carrey didn't want to make this movie, which is fair. Does he want to make any movie? Yeah. Now? But I think like yeah, Chicago, Chicago, so the it, Chicago yeah. like so Chicago. many great scenes, like just slapstick. Uh, the very beginning is a uh, cliffhanger scene. Have you seen Cliffhanger <laughs> with <laughs> Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, he was a fucking raccoon about to die. It's a parody of Cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful scene. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Just start to a movie. Yeah. And and like yeah. I said, I didn't realize that until. I watched Cliffhanger and I realized <laughs> right. it's just, it's scene by scene. I'm sure no, it's just like I've seen this somewhere. Yeah, but um, oh, Rhino scene. He gets birthed by Rhino, which mm-hmm. is parodied by Always Sunny when Frank comes out of the, the couch. couch yeah, one hundred percent. I think all in all, um, a lot of times movies don't really hit the mark with sequels. But as far mm-hmm. as the movie hitting the mark with sequels, Ace Ventura Why Two: Nature When Nature Calls is at the top of that list. I reckon it's the best sequel. That you could probably Ooh. ever make. Yeah. Wait until Jumanji 2, mate. <laughs> With uh, <laughs> Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito in it as well. Uh, but yeah, I think... Uh, and then also, like, he drives down like a glove. What a fucking classic. Like a glove. And I mean, it's quite cultural. Like, a lot of people say it fit like a glove. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I think all in all... As well. uh, I would say right now, Rotten Tomato 33. There we are. Yeah, it's not very highly rated film. Oh. But I think it's, I think it's better than uh, Pet Detective with Courtney Cox. I'm looking forward to recording it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Disagree. You think Disagree. Pet Detective is better? Yeah, I love Pet Detective. Pet... Uh, okay, I'll say, I love, I say I this now. Pet it's, it's, it's so hard okay. that it would have been hard to, uh, to beat. I'll say this now. Um, it's really weird because we're in a weird day and age now in 2019 where like, you have to watch movies now and be like, oh... That's a little bit uh, transphobic. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, it's, it's oh, very shit, transphobic. I haven't seen it for fucking yeah, years. Massive. I know, but that's what the thing. Like, you watch shit, these movies yeah. now that you used to the watch back in the day and you never yeah. think about it. And now you watch and you're like, oh, I mean, wow. I, was I feel watching, like a dickhead. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I watched uh, yeah. Son of the Mask. The yeah. Day, and that is that doesn't hold up well. No. Fucking hell. So my thoughts on these Jim Carrey films, right? I love Dumb and Dumber and I love most of the stuff he's ever done. Yeah. Man mm. on the Moon, I think he's actually yeah, I think Man on the Moon is probably the best thing But the documentary's done. better. But there we are. Even more fucking yeah. madness. Yeah. Ace Ventura films and Mask. I hated them. Nah. Really? I hated... Definitely because they hated, came out when they came out, bro, as well. I hated these, I think, I, I the, think, the kind of... The, I don't like that kind of comedy. Mm. That, that I think they probably, yeah. for me, because like, so this, this is my yeah. number one. This obviously came out when I was fucking three. Yeah. <laughs> so I was real young. I probably saw it when I was ten for the yeah. first time ever. But I think it's like hit the time. It's like the era of Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey yeah. was playing really well to young audiences. I was the young audience at the time. Yeah. You know, he was that the was me. biggest fucking thing oh, in the he world. Was the biggest, man. Yeah, he, he was the highest paid actor, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Kind of liar, liar, liar. He was absolutely banging it. Did he write a check for ten million? As yeah, well? yeah. Really? So that's one of his things. Yeah. Like when he moved to LA, yeah. he wrote himself a check for ten million. And said, "I will cash this in in five years." And then he did things like the mask. Yeah. Did Dumb and Dumber, did... Ace Ventura, the first it? one, was the highest paid movie at the time. Yeah. yeah. Ever. I didn't rate Cable Guy either. Uh, I've never sat through it. Okay, so here's the thing. I reckon this might be a British it's condition. It's still in haste, I don't know it? if it's... if it's like I know a lot of people that love Cable Guy as in America, mm. but basically everyone I've ever met in the UK... I said they don't like really? Cable Guy. Yeah. Well, it got Matthew such Broderick. bad reviews. Yeah, did, a lot of bad reviews from my mates as well that I didn't bother watching it because I loved him so much. I was like, 
Oh man, did you like Mask and Ace Ventura? I think I did because it came out. I was like fourteen. Perfect. So like yeah. I mean, for me, and then and then sixteen, I was like smoking weed. So Ace Ventura got funnier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mask blew my mind about it. Cameron Diaz. I think that well, it's hard Cam- to. Cameron, so Cameron, Diaz, Cameron Diaz's first movie is a, as the Mask. Yeah. yeah. Once really? Saw that, yeah. It was hard not to dislike that movie. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, again. But I'm looking at it at your age when it came out. I wouldn't have liked it. No. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the whole thing with the yeah. like. I I I feel like. For me, Ace Ventura, the, the second one, is kind of a cop-out. But at the same time, if you tell me, say a movie I could re-watch over and over again. I still have this on VHS. Mm. And when I went over to my parents' house in Texas, we watched it on VHS. And it still fucking holds up. It's a great movie. Do not pass go. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it is really funny. There was loads of funny shit. In, I, in, I, in I actually read through all the like mm. weird shit. And mm. like uh, he tried to make it as... Um, friendly as possible for the indigenous people because oh, yeah. they're basically making fun of uh, Nigerian like mm. culture and a lot of Nigerian words are used in it but they try to be as true to it they're not poking too much fun to offend people and apparently in fact when the movie first came out he thought that it was going to flop because it's going to offend a bunch of people because mm. at that time you know mm. the biggest thing was you couldn't call black people black mm. that was like yeah. the thing mm. so I mean, it's just a different time. Yeah. Like I said, and then I guess going back to uh, basketball, which would have been a year after, it's classic 90s. Yeah. Mm. Classic 90s film. Mm. I mean, if you, like, I think the only thing with all these movies, uh, except for maybe Chris's number one, which you'll get to now. Yeah. Um, I think you have to remember, you have to take it back to, you have to put yourself back in that time. You can't Mm. be like, oh, now you look back at, like, the original pet, uh, Pet Detective. Very transphobic. Yeah. yeah Super I th- transphobic. I, I loved it. But I, like, you can't, about you can't, it now, hold, shit, you can't yeah. hold that grudge against it because you remember nineties. That was mid nineties. It was like, a fucking was, different like, time than it is now. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're even talking about the movies you watched when was, you did at yeah. that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. impact it had. So I was talking about this the other day, like you know, the, the, the films that do stuff that's historic. You know, when you look back now, you think, mate, fuck, that's bad. Yeah. But at the time. You think it's hilarious, it was like, you know? Well, it was, it was like, given the green light. Yeah. You've got to remember that. I just can't, like, like, I can't wait to wear fucking honorable mentions because it's gonna be good. Right. Yeah. Mm. Well, do you want to do your honorable? I'm gonna go for no, a week you, again. I'm gonna go for a week. Right. I'm gonna just do my honorable mentions. Do it. While Chris in the bathroom. Sure. Uh, uh, number one honorable mention: Dogma. Oh, I love oh, Dogma film. Yeah. 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 So uh, didn't make the list. Uh, I wanted to add a Kevin Sismilm, obviously, mm. but uh, I couldn't decide between that one. Or Clerks, or mm. Jay and Silent Bob's Strike Back. Mm. No way! You've not yeah. mentioned my two favourites. Uh, what? Uh, when? Uh, uh, what's the very first one? Is that what your favourite? More Rats, Chase and Amy. Yeah, Rats, yeah. So Mall Rats, yeah. Chase and Amy. Yeah. Both classic know, films. Maybe more Rats. Um, but I think that's a little before my time. Dogma was the one that blew up. Dogma was the one that probably got the first big cinema release for Kevin Smith in the UK. I love love Dogma. Dogma is like uh, one of my favorite, again, uh, same thing like uh, When Nature Calls. You could just watch that over and over. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon before they got too crazy, before fucking Ben Affleck was Batman. Jesus Christ. Mm. So it was a long time ago. Uh, Number two, uh, basically any Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, like I mean, World Ten of Yeah, but the first Mm. time I ever seen it, Mm. uh, you know, Owen and Luke Wilson in a fucking movie. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Ben Stiller has a very delayed role, Mm -hmm. not very much into it. Um, Any Western? uh, What was the uh, Sunshine Kingdom? I'm saying Moon Moonrise Kingdom. That's what it is. Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, great film. Definitely major. uh, What was the last one? The uh, Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Classic film. Yeah, I haven't really seen Owl's Dog yet, but I'm sure it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. Wes Anderson. Did you do Little Miss Sunshine as well or not? Is that Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, I think really it's. I think it is Wes Anderson. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, it's another right one. Uh, number three. Uh, this is the one Chris told me that I might have a little backlash on, only because recent news. Uh, Pootie Tang. What the fuck is? I've never even heard of that. Pootie Tang. Google it right now. P o o t y t a n g. Pootie Tang is a movie based on um, an old Chris Rock, when Chris Rock had his own show Yeah. Um, back in the 90s. Uh, Louis C.K. wrote and directed a movie right. about this character that was on his show. And it's actually a really good movie, although Louis C.K. is not a very popular topic no. anymore. Yeah, 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 Especially, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw the other day, but 
um, he released this really weird article about how he's claiming to be a robot. It's it's satire. Like right. he's yeah, he's he's, right. he's being satirical. He's being like, you know, I've always been offensive. I've always been this guy who's pushing numbers. And then now you hear stories about me masturbating in front of girls, and you're like, oh, Lucy K is a bad guy. I mean, he's always been that guy. Like he was always talking about jacking off in front of yeah. girls. The weird thing is, he did. He was always saying that he's saying being disgusting in my flat and stuff like that. And you, and then he's like, oh god. I mean, I mean you were joking I, about I, it. I, I it's like of, you're like, oh no, kind, you were like I, really, really I, disgusting. I feel and I don't feel for the mm. guy. Yeah. Because obviously, I grew up with him. And I grew up with his comedy, and like if you look mm. at his old specials, you could probably still watch it, and you'd probably laugh your fucking mm. ass off. And his whole point is is that he's trying to um, bring out that person. He's trying to make jokes for the people that shouldn't be laughing, for the people that actually believe this stuff, yeah. which is good and mm. bad. I yeah. mean, um, just a little shout out to myself. I do stand up comedy, and I kind of get where he's coming from. You kind of want to expose the bad in the world but mm. be like i'm above it but what my fiance tells me all the time is like i make jokes and she's like that's not funny and i can kind of like like yeah. from seeing it from her perspective i can see it a little better now it's like yeah you're absolutely right it may not be funny but i don't think that you can like dis like be like that's n nothing's ever funny I, for me it's mm. either all or everything like yeah. every either everything's funny or nothing's funny and I think Louis C.K. is like completely to that rule, mm. like a hundred percent. But like I said, Pootie Tang number three. Pootie Tang, mentions definitely worth a watch. Um, uh, basically about a guy who uh, he doesn't speak any English the entire movie. The main character Pootie Tang, he doesn't speak just a speaks lick. words. He's just gibberish the entire time. <laughs> worth a watch, Louis C.K. Um, like I said, terrible now, but <laughs> back in ninety shit five I think when it came out, great. And then, uh, just for my number four for honorable mentions, uh, it was just Cuba. Cuba Ju Gooden Jr. And it was Radio and Snow Dogs. Not seen it. Yeah, either no. of those. Uh, I I've mean, that's an Amer American classic films. Radio is about uh, this guy who's mentally retarded. And uh, he can't go to football games. But he's like a, a, a American football like helper. He's like yeah. a little pad stuff. But he can't go. And so the coaches like help him out and... Like it's a whole thing. It's a really you haven't ever seen radio. It's a it's, it, not, it's, it's a gut wrencher. Yeah, it's a gut wrencher. It's a nice one. It's kind of like um, Friday Night Lights or you know yeah. any of those things. Okay. Like, it's like a classic so American football boyish. Yeah, kind of. Hundred percent. Without, gonna the, say, without the major called, comedy. Yeah, without. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah, it's, 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 it's Yeah. Yeah. Those are my honorable mentions. Oh, um, sure, man. Uh, my number one. Go so, for it. Nineteen uh, fifties film. Uh, Harvey. Mm, great film. Fucking love that film. Yeah, man. Like, Still never seen it. Yeah. Unbelievable really film. And I remember what, I think I was about 12, maybe when I watched it, maybe 11. I just thought, fuck me. Like, because it was black and white, it was old, it was not like any films that were on the TV at the time then, because I just saw it on like TCM or something. Yeah. And I was like, this film is fucking incredible yeah i think i've maybe seen it 50 times since mm -hmm. i probably watch it once a year and it's just unbelievable so it's about uh, a guy who basically develops a friendship with a nine or i think it's i think in the original cast i think it was nine for Never bunny uh polka thank you very much so it's a invisible friend yeah which is a rabbit <laughs> um called harvey um and james stewart is incredible in it i mean the whole acting towards an invisible character, I think, is an asset which is <laughs> incredible. In the nineteen fifties, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and they're I, all doing it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the whole, the, whole, the whole thing was, yeah, he, his sister and niece think it's a bit weird that he's got not as in a relation. He's not mm. in a relationship. He apparently drinks all the time, although you only see him drink once in the whole film. Mm. Uh, he's perceived as an alcoholic, um, which again would bring on these visions of having an imaginary friend. Um, and they try and commit him to a uh, insan insanitarium. I think that's what they call it there. But a mental, mental institute, mm. basically. It's basically the um, precursor of Space Jam. No, um, <laughs> it's not at all. Um, I mean, there's a lot of similarities in the movie. I mean, yeah, but you, you see the lies in Space Jam. <laughs> um, and then basically, like, the Doctor then becomes... The doctor then doesn't want to commit him because then he actually believes in Harvey. He believes that there is mm. this polka who can see these sort of 
feelings that you have and he feels sorry his sister again feels the same way and it's kind of, it's kind of like a nice heartwarming ending even though it's a bit of a saddish movie um and yeah it's just absolutely incredible but we were talking i i mean i really really like because uh when we looked up the rating on this yeah oh, it's um, massive it's 84 percent. 84 percent for 1950s movies is for unheard of 1950s black and white like it's fucking is it really because i've never i've only, never really looked at the 84 percent so. rotten tomato i think it's 93 yeah. percent audience as well yeah so massive. it's one of the few movies like you could probably put it in the top 100 of all time oh i think it is yeah like i'm sure it is yeah um, but we were talking about like the whole invisible thing, and mm. we were talking about like. So there's a wrestler called the Invisible Man. So if you ever seen it, no. So basically, I think it's in, might be in Japan or Mexico or somewhere, might be even in the US. One of the big wrestling company uh, countries where they wrestle an invisible person. So they have and they to actually do like yeah. The whole so they have a match <laughs> of going up against this right, yeah. invisible human being. I'm pretty sure one of the big WWE wrestlers has had a few I'm matches sure it with happened, the invisible... I, can just, I like, think it was you, Adam Cole. When you told the story, oh, I was like, you just picture it. It's like, you yeah. imagine that... So, like, like the taking music, a suplex from would, an invisible well, human. Well, you just imagine the whole, the entire it's act where it's like... The, the, like, when they're wrestling and then all of a sudden a new person's entering the ring, everyone yeah, stops the entrance the music. Of the invisible it's human. the same yeah. per- thing. Yeah. And no one walks down and then the You've other guy You've got to pretend they get into the ring. That's But yeah, so the whole thing of yeah, just trying to act or do anything with a character who exists in script but not in real life is it's, it's an art. Yeah, like that's what it is really. Mm. Um, but I was reading a f- weird fact of Steven Spielberg. I think it was in two thousand nine or two thousand ten. Wanted to turn Harvey into a stage musical. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking mental. Yeah. Mm. If you p- try and picture that film as a comedy musical directed by Steven Spielberg. you probably go see it, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it never happened. Yeah. I don't know how much Obviously, he loved it, but for good reason. Many, yeah. many, many, they've tried reincarnations of it, so I think there was like four or five different films of it. But the 1950s film was probably is, uh, the best film of it. Oh, jeez. Is Donnie Darko a, a reinversion of Harvey? No. Oh, well, I mean, it's kind of close. I mean, there's so. a giant rabbit in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I, I, just, I was throwing out there. I was hoping <laughs> they would fucking agree with it. Um, um, yeah, I think it's awesome. I think I think me and Pip... I think Pip introduced me to that back when we were at uni. And um, there's a line in it. I think me and she were discussing this the other day about something that... And, and it's like the whole, really, backbone of, I think, his character in it is that, you know, my mother once told me, she said, Elwood, my mother she would always, always called me Elwood. Elwood. Um, you know, there's there's two types of people in this world. You in this life, a- you can be oh so smart, oh so clever. Yeah. For years, I oh, was so pleasant. Oh, yeah. oh so pleasant. For years, I was smart. I recommend pleasant. Yeah. And it's such a fucking lovely line, and I, it influenced me. It made me try not to be a smart ass. You know, like try to like give beat people the perfect listen to see. It hasn't stopped touching. And Stu said to me the other day, the reason why that is, Chris, is you didn't have smart as an option. Come very easily. Is he wrong? Yeah. he's not wrong yeah. <laughs> no. but it's a pleasant person but it just kind of makes you think about yeah, yeah it's actually really good like you, you just try and be a bit of a nicer human just treat everyone a bit nicer mm. and just, you don't yeah. have to win everything no. you don't have to win every argument you don't have to seem right and be no. the best you can back down just, just be alright with yeah. people just treat people kindly and that's what Jimmy does throughout the movie man. absolutely so, and he's a fucking cracking. phenomenal actor anyway yeah, yeah, and that was it it's like peak heyday as well mm. yeah respect Harvey gets my vote. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, I mean, mate. Even if you'd have picked the first one, I, I got one. That's all I'm fucking. That's it, was a close, yeah. it, was a, it was a close one because you know. The, I mean, it's a good point. Seen, uh, can uh, can get the honourable mentions? Yes. So I'll, I'll rattle through these really quickly. Okay. Yeah, man. So uh, into the abyss, which is a Werner Herzog documentary. Oh my god! Yeah, it's the, fucking amazing. Uh, so there was a three guys arrested on a murder charge in Texas. Yeah. And they are all committed all to boy death row. Um, and they were all, I think, between the ages of 26 and 31. They were quite young. Um, so basically, Werner Herzog sits down with them a week before they were executed. Jesus. And I mean, decides... They, we to kill people in Texas. Decides to speak to them about the crime, the sentencing, do you feel you were just, and just a general peer into the abyss of a human soul, basically. <laughs> And then he goes all the way through, I think literally to the day before 
this guy was executed and he speaks down sits down with him for an hour chats with him records it and then he cuts down bits and pieces and my god is it emotional like it's it's heart-wrenching because to the, even to the day before they were executed they were still protesting their innocence mm. they were still trying to overturn it they're still trying to get like trials on it it's fucking incredible i'll just say uh, unfortunately uh Texas is not the most forward-thinking nation, or I mean, I say nation because it's basically its own yeah. country. Mm. Like uh, a lot of my friends have come visit me, and um, they, say, they don't say they're from America; they say from Texas because mm. it's so like cultural. Like people know where Texas is, but uh, this is one little, I guess, fun fact. Uh, so they would have been executed through uh, Huntsville yep. in Texas, uh, which I've been to a couple times because I've. Uh, played sports in university and we went through Huntsville because we were on the same mm. like level of school as them, like same size. Um, but Huntsville is the only place where they kill people in Texas, yeah. like lethal injection. And uh, unfortunately, there is a burger place in Texas and they have the, the Executioner Burger. It's crazy, isn't it? Which is a double patty, double cheese monster of a burger. It's probably about like, you know, 10 inches high. Yeah. And uh, it's half price on execution days. Yep. Yeah. Fucking Texas hell. is, as I say on the podcast many times, Texas is a weird place. Texas is a weird place, but that's like, that's one of the things so is like weird. people go to this burger place on execution days because they know that, you get half for price a, for a deal. For a deal, it's fucking that's Texas for a you. human life for a half price burger. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, like, there's, I, th- I would say, um, I would hate to talk bad about for from. Do you get fried yeah. of it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 well. I mean, you got to pay for that. You got to pay full price for that. That's why they make it up. from, but I think Texas is it's it's, it's, its own little beast. That's like, dark it's, shit, yeah, man. It's crazy. That's Texas. It's Texas yeah. for you. There's a lot of weird dark shit that comes from Texas. Um, it's just what it is. My second one is another almost documentary. It was the Last Waltz, which is about no, the band. Seen it. Mm-hmm. You know the band? Yeah. yeah. So it's a Martin Scorsese. Um, almost yeah. I say documentary. It's definitely a documentary. Um, so basically, Martin Scorsese got together with a band. It was their last ever concert at the time, as the band, which was they were massive at the time. That E4, I want to mm-hmm. say, um, and they got all sort of everyone together. Muddy Waters was there. Joni Mitchell was oh. there. Uh, Doctor nice. John was there. Emmy Lou Harris, Bob Dylan, you name it, they were there. Van Morrison was there, doing an incredible version of Caravan probably my favourite version apart from the rainbow um, and basically it's like a six hour film you can find it mm. and it was filmed on old school film and when the reels ran out the reels ran out basically they would get a member of the crew to run up replace the film and they would just try and capture whatever performances so a lot of the artists did three, four, five songs but in the actual releasing you only see one or two maybe um, because one it would be too long and two the film ran out yeah. So the only thing they've got are the steady cams, or the, yeah. by the time the steady cams. Uh, Scorsese did it for free. He didn't charge anyone a penny. He dealt with all the bookings. He got all the musicians there. Um, I've got a version in my house which is unopened, but it's so when Neil Young comes on to do Helpless, basically he opens up with, "I don't, yeah, they don't need any, any introduction. You know what song I'm going to play," and then starts strumming. But underneath his left nostril is a massive rock of cocaine. <laughs> so backstage, they had the mirror room where yeah. they were all, obviously, it was the 80s, they were doing yeah. whatever. But in the newer versions that are released, they basically photo edited out the, rock the cocaine. Um, but I've got the original, <laughs> original home. it's never no, going to be opened. Um, but it's incredible. Yeah. And they go through their history. Like they started off with Ronnie Hawkins and were called the Hawks, uh, and then Bob Dylan met them and said, you know, you need your own identity, you need your own band name. And then they became the band, I think, I want to say at Woodstock. I want to say they'd made like that at Woodstock. And then they ended up supporting Bob Dylan. And then obviously they broke up from there, they got back together, all the downturn from there. Um, but yeah, The Last Waltz is like the band, nice. my favourite band of all time. Richard Manuel is an unbelievable vocalist. Like, if you ever get a chance mm. to hear his solo stuff, it's heart-wrenchingly good. Right. Like, his version of Georgia. Oh. What's his name, Richard? Richard Manuel. Richard Manuel. It's unbelievable. So the story behind him is that the band, in the end, got back together in the early 90s. And um, they were doing what they called the Tour of Death. So they basically went from small town to small town, 
So they went from doing these massive 4,000, they broke up. Robbie Robertson, the, the lead singer, then got them back together. Um, and they did small little venues. Uh, the first venue they ever did was the one of the Jack Ruby nightclubs. Um, but they got back together, tiny little 60s, 70s. And they were going one side of America to the other, back to the other side, just to try and make a living again. Uh, and then Robbie Robertson, uh, not Robbie Robertson, uh, Richard Manuel, um, one night was just like, it's been 25 years, it's been one hell of a journey. Uh, went back to his room and killed himself, basically. Oh. Um, and then all the band members found him, and then that was when they broke up for the final time. Wow. Um, but yeah, he's an so unbelievable vocalist. Like, like he's got an album called Whispering Pines, a live album he did, and fuck me. It just it tears right through you when you know all the history behind it. Yeah, yeah. The fact that Robbie Robertson was so Robbie Robertson would cut deals with promoters and record labels to get the best deal for him and not the other band yeah. members. So in the last waltz, you could like there's a couple of times where Robbie Robertson goes to strum in for a solo, and one of the band members has unplugged his guitar because they fucking hate him. They knew what he's doing. Um, I think it's when they do it with Bob Dylan. It, like he goes to sing and nothing, yeah. like just dead air, yeah. Because they fucking didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. yeah but yeah. then when he got on the new deal, then he went back on tour. Then all the shit went down, and yeah, it's 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 an unbelievable, unbelievable. But it gives you a real good backstory to what it was like being yeah. that sort of musician in the seventies and late sixties, especially. Um, and it's heartbreaking when you know oh. all the backs. Like they've got yeah. the the book is Wheels on Fire, mm. uh, which is unbelievable, unbelievable. Nice. Uh, and then onto a lighter side, uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Should have been his number one. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that didn't make your top five, Chris. Almost, um, with a five percent Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but I love that film. I haven't seen it. I've seen the first one. It was alright, but I li- I, I, he's a sort never of, seen it. No, he's no. a physical actor, isn't he? Oh. Physical comedy. Kevin James. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a, he's the, the last actor of his generation. Like. He is the most underrated actor of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll defend that forever. Oh. That's um, literally half a podcast is just Chris talking about <laughs> Kevin, Kevin James. James. Yeah. I love Kevin James, but I've got <laughs> things like I've got Ray on there. Love yeah. Ray. Uh, Ruby Sparks is on there. Yeah. Have you ever seen Ruby Sparks? I haven't. Um, so it's about a writer, Calvin, who becomes a bit of a sort of writer's block, decides to sit down at his laptop uh, or typewriter and type up a story of love and how this girl comes into his life, and it becomes true. And then he writes more, and that uh, becomes true. I yeah. That. Basically, everything yeah. he writes, this yeah, this yeah. girl yeah. does. Coming true, yeah. And then it, obviously the thing of she starts falling out of love, so he writes that she's in love with him. Then that hits the pan. Then it, it's just the whole thing from there. It's got Paul Dano and Zoe Kazan in it. Who are always Paul Dano. Yeah, Paul Dano. Oh, right. <laughs> Not Paul Dano. Christ. <laughs> That'd be, That'd be an absolute legend. Yeah. Love a bit of Paul Dano. Fucking hell. He did all that, but, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, Paul Dano, who is <laughs> an incredible actor, and Zoe Kazan, his real life wife. They play obviously an excellent on-screen couple. Uh, yeah. Manchester by the Sea's on there. Train to Busan's on there. Uh, yeah. Man on the Moon. Man and, on the Moon. Hundred yeah. percent on both of them. It's like. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great movie. But yeah, they they almost made it. But I had forty seven. Um, yeah, you were, you had a huge. <laughs> it was it was fucking. My stupid. list came out like nothing. Your list. Uh, place me that's, on the, that's place why it's the always easier. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's always easier to do by genre. Yeah, yeah. So it, it simplifies things. Let's get yours before we finish up. If you've got one film you got to take with you, well, what's oh, going what, in the coffin? The fucking great. Into the abyss. I don't know. Ghost, Ghost, Ghostbusters, maybe. Really, the oh. original. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What's yeah. got Bill Murray in? And I, and I figured that out when um, I finished uni. Uh, did all right. Got high. My dad asked me what he was. Who's the guy in Little House of Horrors? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, Pat. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What a classic. It is, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's guys. Been... High Fidelity. High Fidelity. I watched it the other day with Molly. She has never what seen is that it before. One? High Fidelity. I've never seen it. Probably yeah. the first time that Jack Black Oh yes, it the is. fucking stage. It is. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen it. I know Black's in it for like his main major breakout role. His first film. Well, yeah. his first film Jack I saw Black's him in. First, first no, film no, I ever not. saw him in was uh, an X Files episode. Hell. Right. That was genuinely the first Shadow Black movie I'd ever seen. What was that? Shallow Hell. Shallow oh, Hell. Yeah. Oh god. I got given it as a Christmas present. Yeah. Jesus Christ, what a movie! Mm-hmm. If you like music and you like High Jack Fidelity, Black, High Fidelity. Yeah, have you seen cracking. it? No. It's fucking incredible. My film knowledge is. Trash. Yeah. Like, and like, and apparently, the, Jack Black's in Waterworld. 
<laughs> With the greatest actor of our generation, Kevin Costner. Yeah, apparently. Just quickly, um, I'm getting a lot of hate this week um, for my dislike of uh, Patrick Swayze. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, I wouldn't be able to give you enough knowledge to say yes or no. I Swayze train, 100%. Uh, mainly because of uh, Trailer Park Boys, but yeah. So you're saying yes? Yes. Okay. On a Swayze train, that's what I was trying to say. I, yeah, I wouldn't know enough about Patrick Swayze. I know he's yeah. in Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. Yeah, Classic you're film. just wrong, Stu, mate. Why? Why? You're, you're, you're a dead guy. Not, uh... I, I just don't think he's cool. Oh, oh was I mean, cool. I don't think he's. I don't think he ever was, but he's famous. I mean, isn't, yeah. isn't everyone famous um, <laughs> nowadays? All right, well, look. Chaps. Just leave it on that deep note. There, like <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've all got social media. We're all famous nowadays. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thanks loads for making the effort to come uh, down. Thanks to, for having uh, us. Yeah, for It's been an absolute pleasure. So we uh, we managed to get a, well. But this will probably be a two parter. I imagine. Yeah. How long well, have yeah. we been going? That was two. two uh, yeah, two and a half hours. Oh, right. Jeez. Probably one of the longest we've done in a long time. And a featured episode. I'm into mm. it. I know. Yeah, so that, that, that'd be a, a two, two part, yeah. plus yeah, the Patreon. Sure. So, you're, uh, you're hard working for fucking working mm. all day as well. Right? Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, next week right will be Dope Ramblings Week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's been a week. Yeah, exactly. And we'll obviously link your stuff in as well, guys, so people can come and listen to your reviews. Uh, well, whilst you're rambling through Quick and the Dead and Critters oh, Free, yeah, yeah. Right. just watch the. They were hard. Oh, mm-hmm. Like they I were said, hard. I, I think so the, we've, what have we got but, tomorrow? Tomorrow is Man in the Eye Mask. Yeah. Mm. Uh, with the best intro of all time. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. I was it's, quite, I was quite ill that week. Yeah. Um, so I let out a guttural roar that can only be described as venomous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I left and it, it in. And it was literally just after I it, or like, and we're in. Yeah, and I, I left it in because I figured you might as well stay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was a hard watch as well, mind. Yeah, Man in the Iron Mask. It's a uh, uh, parent trap. It's Malkovich as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just Leo on Leo actually. It is double Leo. Double mm. Leo. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Twice the Leo. Good shot. Boys, thank you very much. Thank yeah. you very much. Cheers, Boys. guys. Thanks. There you have it. Dope ramblings. Chris, Reese, thank you ever so much. Safe journey back to Wales. Obviously, you're probably there already because I'm recording this about a week after. So unless you're dead on the side of a motorway, that's probably a done deal. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for your top fives. What did you guys think? Did you agree? Did you not agree? Let's hear what your top five suggestions are. And we will catch you next week or indeed on Wednesday if you're a patron because you should be one of our patrons. Come and give us $10 a month. Show us your support so we can do it full time for fuck's sake. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.